Welcome back to the second season of Multi-Class Theater, the role-playing podcast with class. And a running gag about ham. Multi-Class Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. If those don't bother you, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time... Our heroes regrouped in the city of Roth to deliver a supposedly magical golden rock from the city of Nightfall to their employer, Arnon Blix. The rock had no real magical properties, but Arnon was unconcerned, despite earlier threats to the contrary. His real goal was to disrupt the Brotherhood of the Golden Rock and make way for his own agents to establish operations in Nightfall. Arnon claimed no real knowledge of the mysterious squid monster commanding the Brotherhood, dismissing it as merely a rumor. Arden's attendant, Sheila, finally landed a dinner date with Rotan, who then invited the rest of the party along because it's Rotan. But later that night, Rotan received a vision from the goddess Taimora. And now you're caught up for this episode of Multi-Class Theater. Across the city, rats scavenge under cover of darkness. The good, decent people of the city are fast asleep. The night belongs to the paupers and thieves. Both are out in abundance on the street tonight. Lamplights flicker across the cobblestone streets, giving rise to dancing shadows. The sound of hooves break the stillness, accompanied by the steady squeak of carriage wheels. A man rides into view. He sits tall on his steed. A cart follows closely on his heels, threatening to overtake him. The man calls out into the night, sending thief and rat alike, scurrying for shelter. Sail away! Miss! Can you hear me? Hello! Hello! Sail away! Shut up down there! People are trying to sleep! Miss! I'm sorry! Don't sorry, just shut up! No, no, uh, you're not the person I need! Uh, do you know, do you know, uh, Silway? I'll Silway you. Do you know Amara? Shut up. Don't make me come down there. I'm not making you do anything good, sir. I'm just looking for my friend. Stop yelling. Silway's head pops up, uh, in the, win- the open window of her warehouse, and she's actually going to whisper with the message cantrip to Rotan. Rotan, shut up. What are you doing here? Ah. Oh. There you are. Come inside. Get off the street. Yes, certainly. Certainly. Yes. Rotan will dismount and uh, head into said warehouse. You dismount, and uh, Gruber pulls up the cart behind you, or the carriage, I should say. So, And then just, uh, I guess, sits out there waiting for you. Mist, what are you going to do? Could you hear this as well? You're close enough to hear this as well. I... We'll climb out my window and go see what's going on. You scramble across the rooftops, and you peer down into the street that the warehouse is on, and you see Rotan's fancy carriage parked out front of a warehouse. Gruber, next to the carriage, petting one of the horses and holding the reins of Concord in his other hand. Minus one secret hideout. Still a pretty good secret hideout. (laughs) Just a minus one. I will climb down and head over to the warehouse. So wait, you now have Rotan entering your hideout, shortly followed by Mist. I do keep an eye out for alarms and or traps. 
There are traps and alarms. Yes. <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this warehouse. So what trap do I walk into first? Good question. Um... <laughs> like a rake? <laughs> a rake? Just, just a series of rakes. <laughs> a series of rakes. Sideshow Bob style. I'm going to say oil patch. Give me a dexterity check, Rotan. That is a natural 20. You don't even notice it. You walk straight across the oil patch as if it was dry, sticky floor. Oh, good. Finally, I use a 20 on something useful. We could have had some comic <laughs> pratfalls, but no. You're... But no. <laughs> Rotan's on a mission. Um, but you did, there is a little uh, tinkling bell. He didn't even, he stepped over it. His, he didn't, like, he, he completely blindly avoided all of your traps and alarms. Silway is on the upper level kind of catwalk area. She's looking down at you, like, with a raised eyebrow. Of, Why didn't my traps go off? Silway, I have excellent news. What? What is it, Rotan? What? what? Why are you here? We have a quest. Night? We have been called. We have been called on a quest. Yes. At, at the middle of the, the night? Yes. Yes. The goddess visited me in a dream. And I know where we must go next. As soon as she hears the word goddess, she rolls her eyes and like plops backward on her on her bedroll like, Oh, God. Seriously, Rotan? Yes. Would I lie? I... No, I guess... No, you wouldn't. <laughs> He's really just learned of the concept. Since when do you have a goddess? Well, since for as long as you've uh, known me. Well, you said you were called by one, but I've heard nothing about this goddess ever since. Yes, well, you... Well, you did not ask. This goddess, did she meet you in the common room of your inn and offer companionship for the night for a silver piece? No, she met me in my home, in a dream. Oh, so a gold piece, then. No, no, definitely a dream. Yes. I see. All right, fine, I'll humor you. What what did this goddess say? At this point, Mist, you come into the warehouse. Ah, Mist, you have arrived as well. Ah, it is truly fated that we go on this noble quest. Not so much fated as, um, I wouldn't be surprised if half the town shows up here, what with you hollering up and down the street. Ah, well, perhaps they could come along as well. This was not the first street you went down. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You've been calling out for probably a good half hour, if not more. There are a lot of warehouses down by the docks. Rotan, did you wake up the entire town? I do not believe I did, no. I may have woken up a portion of it, though. That's a good point. Trevor is still sleeping, isn't he? That boy can sleep through anything. So, shall we, shall we leave? Forthwith? What's the nature of this quest? There are people in need of our assistance in the mountains. Uh, got, got, any, got any more, um, what do you call them, details? Yes, yes. This is, uh, the place is called, uh, uh, Vankala. Yes, yes. But you won't find its name on any map, I'm told. But you will find it on our map. Yes. Say that name again, Rotan. Vonkala. Vonkala. Yes. Is this a name that I would recognize? Roll me a history check. It's going to be a hard check. Oh, 19. <laughs> One short. 
Yeah, unfortunately, no. It doesn't ring a bell. You're pretty sure it has nothing to do with Tyran history. Von You're right, I've never heard of that. Where? You said it's in the mountains? Yes. Where in the mountains? I do not know exactly where, but I was told that it was on our map. Our map? Yes. The, uh, the, the map from, from the Brotherhood. The one with no names. Yes. Of any places on it. Yes, exactly. That one. Well, the only mountains are either the Korak Mountains or the much larger ones very, very far away. Do you know which mountains, Rotan? Uh, which, which, which all which? Okay, I don't have the map on me, but I should know the name of the major mountains range in this continent. <laughs> the mountains near you, near Roth, where the Cork Valley is, is, are named the Argosh Mountains. And the other, the big giant mountain chain that kind of breaks up the continent is called the Dragon's Spine. Silway points to one of the locations and says, so these would be the mountains, technically, that would be the Argoth Mountains, and these would also be the mountains, those are the Dragonspine Mountains. Usually when people talk about the mountains, they refer to the Dragonspine, but technically these are also. Mist, you seem to recall in your studies of reading up on the shard that you found, you remember reading about a bardic college known as the Cleft which is in the Dragonspine Mountains. So, okay, this one in Dragonspine, I think there's a, there's a Bardic College up that way, so that might not be what we're after. Oh, you, oh the, the cleft? Is that where the cleft is? Oh, okay. Well, at least there's something there. I don't think there's anything on this one, and she points to the, the far northwest one. That one, I don't think anything is there other than Korok territory. Then there we have it. There, okay, what do we have? We, we are, are we are we going to the cleft? What? No. We know it's the cleft. We know it's not called uh, Xanadu. What was it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Vonkala. Vonkala, right. Yes. I, I, I'm, I am 100% sure uh, about that. Yes. That that name is correct. Because I did have to ask more than once. I'm sure you did, buddy. And I'm glad you did. So... Uh, it seemed important at the time. Good instincts. What are we doing exactly? We're going... Are we actually going on a, on a Rotan's weird quest? I mean, look. This map came from the same people what were brainwashed by uh, uh, the squid monster. And I don't know about you, but I'm starting to reckon that these spots on the map might have something to do with that squid monster more so than the Brotherhood. So... Uh, any lead is a good lead, and this is, I'm, fine, I'm in, let's do it. I wonder if it's, you you said this was in a bedroom? This map was in a bedroom at the Brotherhood? Yes, it was. Just out in plain sight? Uh, yes, it was on a, on a table with all of those, uh, books that I grabbed, yes. So probably not related to the ancient who used to own the place. He's been gone a while. No, uh. Well, I, I do not know. The real question, I'm, I'm wondering, why do all the lines cross in tear? Hold on, let's let's get those books out again. Rotan wants to get out the books and see what their topics are. You pull out the books, and the first one that you pull out... Now, Silway, you are going to have to describe, tell these 
to them because the, all the books are in Tyran. Wait. I cast. I use my ritual to cast Comprehend Languages while you guys are sorting stuff out. Okay, she's just going to read them out loud in 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, I'm just going to read the titles, but like... <laughs> what it takes you 10 minutes to do. But <laughs> if Mist wants to do that, then fa- then fair enough. Okay, so the first book is called A History of Sisha. The second book is called Life in the Corridor. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. That sounds like a page turner. Because why not? <laughs> uh, the third one is called Music of the Cleft. As Rotan is pulling these books out, I still is the one translating the titles out loud, right? So yeah. as she does so, she is pointing to the circles on the map that correspond to these names. History of Sisha points to the far right one, and then Life in the Corridor, she points at the bottom bottom one on the, uh, on the coast. And then the cleft, she points to the mountains on the right side. Uh, the sheltered isle. And so it points to the only isle on the map, as if she knows <laughs> that's the fact, and says, uh-huh, that's gotta be that. <laughs> the fourth one is called Growing Up in First Light. Silly points to the circle that she previously pointed to as being the history of Sisha, and nods affirmatively, hoping nobody notices. <laughs> the last one is called On the Shores of the Moon Sea. And then Silway points at Nightfall, like hesitantly, but then, yes, that's definitely the Moon Sea. So then she points at the upper left and says, this one was not one of the titles, and this one was two of the titles, pointing at first light. Are these the only books, Rotan? Uh, they are the only books on the table. Okay, there were other books in on the bookshelf, maybe, but these were next to the map? Yes, yes. Oh. These were strange. clearly being referenced in some way. The other, the books on the bookshelves are no longer books. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, sure that, I'm sure they weren't important. Oh, well, that's what I thought, too. This one, pointing at first light, was has two books for it, and this one, pointing in the upper left, has zero. And that's one of the mountain ones. Very strange. Is it possible that one of the books connects to that location and you don't really get why yet? The only one that isn't specifically mentioned, the Moon Sea, I would I thought was Nightfall, but maybe it's technically also up here. And then the history of Sisha would either be the Corridor or First Light, and both of those had their own books mentioned, so I don't know what else to, it would be. Sisha didn't start any place else? Would, for some reason, Sisha be connected to the Korok? No, not as far as I know. What is Sisha? Sisha is the eastern half of the continent. Ah. Everything east of the Dragon Spine Mountains is Sisha. I have not been out there yet. Nor have I, and nor do I want to. I should like to see it someday. You, do, you really don't. It's, no? it's a waste. It's a wasteland. Really? Well, so I've been told. You did see it once, actually. Remember? No, no, not at all. Was this a dream? The day we first met, there was a sorceress, sorceress that we fought. Well, then perhaps this place to, uh, to, uh, to the northwest is, uh, is, is where we must head. Perhaps that is this Vankula that I've heard of. Wait, I'm still stuck on... Why are we chasing after Rotan's dreams? Who is this goddess of yours, Rotan? Do, why should we do what she says? Her name is Timora, and she has never led me astray. She brought me to you, in fact. Either of you are more than welcome to make a religion check to see what you know about that goddess. 
Sure, it's not going to go well. Nine. Not a thing. Uh, Fourteen. Okay, Mist, you know uh, Rotan. Why don't you tell Mist what he knows? She is a good-aligned goddess of luck and good fortune. Yes, uh, she is worshipped uh, back in Faerun, where Rotan comes from. Sylvie just looks confused. Tedmora? Is that one of your foreign gods? Well, uh, yes. I mean, I wouldn't put it like that. How would you put it? Well, she's everywhere. No, she's not here. Maybe in your head. Well, perhaps. But her power flows through me. And her righteousness flows through me. Really? Can you show me? Uh, oh, man. Uh, what spell do I want to cast? <laughs> Rotan smites silly. <laughs> I want to cast Zone of Truth. <laughs> Is there a save? Uh, on a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. Uh, but I get to know if you succeed or fail. Uh, 13 on that throw. I, I, don't think she, I don't think she's resisting. I think Zoe's curious. So Rotan mutters something under his breath and, like, waves his arms in a not particularly graceful way. Once he's finished, you feel nothing. And then once he asks you a question you would normally lie to, you suddenly feel compelled to tell the truth. Even though you intend to lie, the truth comes out. When Zoe sees him moving his hands around and, and saying odd phrases, she'll just... Like, quirk an eyebrow and look at him like, It's magic. You're casting magic. Hey, she recognizes it. <laughs> <laughs> I have just cast a spell uh, that is known as a zone of truth. Trevor, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait! Hey, get over here. Oh. Get over here. We're going to play a game. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a minute. Where? When did you get here? A while ago. Trevor, Rotan's, on, Rotan's doing a crazy thing. It's you, you missed the whole street shouting. Oh, hey, Rotan. Hello, Trevor. Hey, come in. This is, this is what's going on. Hey, Trevor, how do you feel about Silway? Old man. <laughs> Stupid mischievous cat. The shit-eating grin that Mist has on his face. <laughs> um, he blushes deeply and looks at Soway and kind of, like, kicks his toe at the ground. Um, you know, she's... She's nice. She, she's my friend. He's made no secret in the past of how he feels. True, but he also made a saving throw. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, that's interesting. Um, is, uh, is, is that why you're here? Uh, well... We've got about an hour of catching up to do. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it, we'll get to that in a moment. I've only got ten minutes to work here. Uh, so, so what this spell that I've just cast allows me to do, I think, is uh, basically compel people to to not lie. And and it's magic then. You, you it didn't come from a goddess. It came from magic. No, no, it definitely, definitely uh, came from her. Yes, through me. So I can't, can't lie? Ah, uh, well, no, Trevor. Uh, you, you can lie still because you are, you have a very keen mind. Oh, <laughs> <w> wow. <laughs> but, 
but these other two can. Now, now, uh, please, uh, allow me to demonstrate. So, uh, consent is very important to me. So, first I'm going to ask if it is okay that I ask a question, and then I will ask the question. Now, Silway, is it okay if I ask what your real name is? She, her eyes dart left and right. Uh, uh sure, yeah. Silway, what is your real name? It, it's Silway. Ah, very good. She's biting her lip nervously. I, I knew that. Is it okay if I ask how long you have been stealing things from people? Fine, fine, yeah, whatever. How Just long ask. have you been stealing things from people? I don't steal things from people. I, I told you before, I gather information. I spy. I, I don't steal. How long? I stole something when I was like 10 or 11 or... I don't even remember exactly. That was the first time. And I, but I don't, I don't, I am not a thief, okay? Okay, very well. And I got caught that first time, so technically I didn't even steal that. I just tried to steal that. Next, I am going to ask, what is your true, honest opinion of me? Are you okay <laughs> if I ask this question? Are you okay with hearing the answer? Oh, yes. Okay. What you is your to... <laughs> true, honest opinion of me, Silway? I... You are... Dim-witted, but dedicated to whatever cause you have, and you are useful at times, and you get us into more trouble than it is worth, I think, but you're a good companion to have around. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, missed. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. I would like to ask you what is your honest opinion of me? Is that all right with you? You're just cutting to the chase, aren't you, with this one? You can always say no. <laughs> Consent is very important to Rotan. <laughs> it is, and that's something to admire about him. So, yes. Go for it. What is your true, honest opinion of me, miss? On some issues, you can be extremely naive, and that can be to your detriment. But you always seem to mean well. Even if maybe sometimes the methods you use are a bit heavy-handed or sometimes a lot heavy-handed, or sometimes excessively violent when situations don't really call for it. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, I'm going, I would like to ask you how long you've been stealing things. Is this all right? Yeah, sure. I got nothing to hide. How long he apparently have you thinks been that's stealing true. things, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Do you have nothing to hide? Well, he's, I mean, he said it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, this is kind of weird. Like, why are we doing this in the middle of the night? It's an excellent question, Trevor. It's a, it's a little weird. Remember those heavy-handed methods I mentioned? Yeah, this is this is one of them. Now you asked me to demonstrate. This is me demonstrating. But you you've demonstrated magic. Yes. But that's not where you, I asked you to demonstrate the goddess. Magic doesn't come from gods and goddesses. Doesn't it? No. Some of it, it does not. Some of it does. It must. Why must it? Because, because that's where mine comes from. Yeah, not all. Maybe, maybe in your land, but not in this land. There's, there's no gods in this land. Ah, uh, well, perhaps not that you know of. Well, yes, technically there's anything I could not know about, but magic, the magic in this land does not come from gods. There's, people practice magic all the time, but that's, they don't worship anything. It's weird that in your land, 
magic can come from gods. That's that's very strange. No, not not all of it. Just some of it. Like they still visions are weird, and I don't know if I trust them to enough to go on a quest just because you had a dream one night. Yes. Why not? Because I have dreams all the time. I don't go chasing them after I wake up. Why is this one different? Silway, have you ever had faith in something? No. Wow. Did I just blow your minds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're still under zone of truth. Yeah, exactly. That. That's why I was like, That's, yeah. that would be the honest answer. Yeah. Why? Why have I not been had faith in things? Why, why should I? I? I believe what I can see and what I can prove. That's how I spend my whole life. I go out and I gather information and I learn things. Is that not a form of faith? It's the opposite of faith. Is it? Faith is believing without evidence. My, God, my job is to get evidence and therefore know things. I have evidence. Then why do you, then why do you need faith? I, I believe that based on my evidence, uh, that, that uh, the goddess guides my path. This may be an interesting language thing. I don't know. When you say believe with evidence, that sounds like knowing. I, uh, I think I find myself in an odd situation where I may be applying more nuance in language than my companions. <laughs> This well, is, this is my this, second language, just to be fair. This is a, an unusual situation for me. Are you magical, Silway? I might be. She glances over at Mist. Yes, you are. <laughs> I did turn into a plant yesterday. You've turned into a three-eyed bird. You're magical. Do you understand it? No. Yet uh, unpredictable, unexplainable things happen in your presence. Yes. Do you expect more wondrous and scary, unpredictable things to happen to you in the future, based on what has happened to you in the past? I hope not, because I'm, I don't want to use magic anymore. I turned into a plant last night, and I was, that was terrible. You hope not, but that was not what I asked. It, maybe, maybe, maybe it will. I don't know. Then that is faith. I just, that's, that's, I, I said I don't know. How isn't that... Faith is knowing, and now I don't know. No. You have it wrong, Silhouette. Faith is not about knowing or not knowing. It is a belief. That belief may be based on evidence. But at the end of the day, one can never gather enough evidence to be sure of anything. At some point, we all must Go forth on faith. Faith that what we know is true. Faith that what we think we know is true. Faith that what people have told us is reliable or, or is lies. These are all matters of faith. Though you may not realize it. Silway thinks quietly to herself for a few moments and then like squints her eyes and shakes her head. If this, this is, I don't know, it, 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 all these different words, faith and belief and knowing, it, in my language, there is just one word, iktal, that I would translate as knowing, 
And that's the only word we use for these kinds of things. Like, there's... I don't understand. Have you ever known me to lie? No. He asks under a zone of truth. <laughs> no, you did lie once. Did I? You lied when? to the inspector in Nightfall. You lied to Cornelius when you told him I was for sale. <laughs> Interesting. Was, was Cornelius a lie? I mean, we were trying to sell you at the time, were we not? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was pretending! Were you pretending, Rotan? I... I was not. You were legitimately trying to sell mist? Yes! You're gonna sell me into slavery? You maniac? <laughs> hey, ask me that thing about my opinion again. Not for long. <laughs> but it was necessary to get in close to Cornelius. My conscience is clean. In Nightfall, did you really believe that you were an inspector? Yes, of sorts. Because you were inspecting things? Yes. You walk a very fine line with the truth, Rota. I do not. It was never my intention to mislead him, the inspector, although that is what wound up happening. Interesting. And it was indeed, uh, I, I am to, uh, share part of the blame for that, yes. Is there a word in your language that differentiates between true and false, or is somewhere in the middle? Well, the inspector, I believe, was a misunderstanding. I thought he meant one thing, and he meant another. I could deliberately have people misunderstand things and not be a lie. Well, I think if it's deliberate, then it's still a lie. Ten minutes has elapsed at this point. The zone of truth is no longer in effect. Regardless of whether you intend to join me or not, I was called here for a purpose, to this place. And I've been called once again to go to Vonkla, wherever that is, and do some good if that is within my power. So, you're leaving with or without us? Yes. But I'm coming. Ah! Rotan's pleasantly surprised. Ah, uh, I'm coming too! <laughs> Well, I do hope that it leads to some more clues about this demon person that we have been chasing. So, shall we leave right now? Can, can I get some more powers of sleep first? Will we travel faster if that happens? No. Dude, silly! The zone of truth is over! Uh, yes, being well rested does help um, with faster travel. Ah. You know, I brought a carriage. You can sleep in the carriage. Oh, your giant, gaudy carriage. I, I suppose there's nothing really tying me to Roth right now. And she looks around her hideout to see, like, all her possessions, like, in a small pile big enough for a backpack and size. Okay, yeah, sure. If I can sleep on the back of the carriage, then we can go now. Very good. There are cushions on the inside.
you're half a day out of Roth, riding through the foothills of the Argosh Mountains. As you move deeper into the woods, the air grows colder. Soon you will enter the mountains themselves. Hopefully, you packed well. You are weary, at least Rotan is, and Gruber for that matter, in need of sustenance or rest, and on the verge of stopping when you see a campfire in the distance. As you ride closer, you notice a small man sitting on a log before the fire. A tea kettle hangs on a hook above it. The man thumbs through a book as he mumbles to himself. His wild, red, bushy hair and eyebrows seem very familiar to you. But why in the world would Mugby be out here, alone? Wow. You had us spend our gold in Roth and put a magic item peddler on the road? (laughs) (laughs) Outrage! Classic DM Mutiny! (laughs) This is the last straw! (laughs) I'm sure he brought his entire inventory with him. And, And his exorbitant prices. Uh. <laughs> oh, Groton, there, there seems to be a man up ahead. Uh, hello, uh, sir. Um, hello, Groton, I can hear you. No, no, not you, Gruber. The, ma, ma, uh, hello. Mugby, is that you? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, look. It's Mr. Groton. Oh, yes. you've got a fancy new cart, Mr. Groton. Yes, yes, I acquired it. Uh, what are, what are you doing here? Well, I was just about to ask you the same question. Ah, we are on a quest. Oh, Are you on a quest? I am, so to speak. I could use your help, Roton. Is that so? Ah, well, we might be able to use your help as well. Ah, what, what do you need our help with? Well, you see... Um, Roton, oh, is it is you, Roton? I see you've got your man driver. Is it, are you still with the cat and the one with the hair? Yes. Oh, okay. Mist and Silway are the names. Oh, I think she had another name. Uh, well, maybe. I, uh, it's probably not worth trying to keep track of it. I certainly can't. So, wait, you wake up feeling the carriage come to a halt. And as you wake up, you find your head has been leaning on Trevor's shoulder. I trust there's a large pile of jewel on his shoulder? Yes. And you see Trevor is sitting there absolutely rigid, like unmoving. And Mist, do you wake up when the carriage stops? The slightest disturbance is enough to wake even the most soundly sleeping cat. This is true. So you, you do the cat thing where you open one eye and then the other really slowly. So you hear this conversation going on outside. Um, well, you see, Roton, I'm here because, well, you see that tower over there? And he points back up into the forest. You look, and you do not see a tower there at all. You see nothing, just forest. Uh, no, I do not. Oh, well, it's there. Um, you see, the tower... Belongs to my dear, dear friend, Mr. Bron Creel. Oh, unfortunately, I received word that he passed away sometime a few days ago. He was researching something up in his tower. Oh, my problem is, see, that he's a very careful man. 
and he left his tower like the defenses. I'm afraid they're active. That means I, I, I can't get in there to get what I need to get. What do you need to get? Well, you see, he has his, um, his spell book, his works from the study in the top. It's very important. We were, we were collaborating on something and it's in there. And if wrote on, if you were willing to get it for me, you know, perhaps Mugby could make it worth your while. And of course, give you a discount if you ever came back to old Mugby's. Well, I, uh, I'm afraid it's not just my decision. Uh, Mist, Silway, there's an invisible tower here that Mugby wants us to investigate. Can I see the tower? Roll a perception check. Uh, <laughs> what tower? Who's talking? I rolled a one. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Cat. It's just missed. How you doing, Mugby? I'm very well, thank you. Would you like some tea? Uh, no thanks, I'm good. Okay. The tower's right up over there. I'd be ever so grateful. Okay, so Silway uh, wakes up and wipes the drool off her mouth and gives Trevor this, like, awkward look and then quickly turns her attention to the conversation outside. Does she get out of the carriage or just... Yeah, she quickly wants to get out of Trevor's presence after having drool on his shoulder all night. Yeah, <laughs> she's been drooling on his shoulder. So she jumps out and, Miss, do you see Trevor exhale? And then he says to you, he's like, Oh, my arm's been asleep for like the last three hours, but I didn't want to wake her. Can Silly perceive the tower? Let's find out. Yes, natural. <laughs> if it's there, she can see it. You do not see the tower. Damn it. Damn it. That's what I figured. It was a magical thing. All right. She's gazing in that direction. Confuses anybody else about why she can't see the tower. Oh, it, it's, it's there. Or, or I'll swear to you. Why would Mugby lie? Wait, where, where are you pointing exactly? He's pointing in the direction that you all have been looking. Right up into the forest. There's no tower there, Mugby. Oh, I promise you there is. You're just not close enough yet. How far away are we from the hill? From the tower where he's pointing? There is a clearing maybe 200 feet away. So, so detect magic is not going to... I'm too far away to use detect magic. No, you're way too far away for that. And, uh, Mugby, I'm, I'm still a little confused. Why, why do you need our help for this? Well, you see, old Mugby is... Mugby's not as spry as he ah. used to be. And, you know... You need limber people. Well, yes, I need limber people. And, and, and I figure there's... Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five of you. Oh no, I'm not going in no invisible tower. Okay, there's four of you, and just one of Mugby. Mist eyes Trevor very, very carefully. Trevor waves. I, I've been wondering if Trevor's going to like go on the adventures with us or, or not. That's entirely up to you. <laughs> uh, we'll see. No, I will say Trevor is level one, so. <laughs> okay, so we got to let him get all the kill shots so he gets all the XP and levels up. Not, not my bad decision to make, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it, we'll see how it go, turns out when we get there. Um, if you wish, you can walk with Mugby, and I'll show you the tower. 
He's offering us a discount as a reward. Oh, and, and gold. And gold. A discount on what? Oh, me shop. Is your shop here? Because I, I don't think we're welcome back at nightfall. No. Why? why? No reason. There's a tower up there, you think? You'll find out when you get back. Um, so, <laughs> uh, question. Uh, so this is... That explains that. <laughs> so wizards, wizards tower. Uh, yes, wizards tower. Let's say it's. Let's say it is there. Uh, um, okay, we'll look, it we'll, is there. Oh, okay, sure. Um, there tends to be sometimes I've heard in stories uh, other items left behind by wizards in towers. Um, uh, now I understand you want the spell book. Um, as far as other artifacts and objects of interest uh how are we feeling about those oh i don't need those or i'll take what you don't want mist is walking towards the clearing already <laughs> and just to be clear the the occupant of that tower is alive or oh no, no he's dead so I'm we're not sorry. stealing from anybody huh okay good how do we know that he's dead oh well Oh, I was, we used to keep in touch using these little creatures that went back and forth between us. Oh, and, and he sent you a message telling you that he was dead. Well, That checks I mean, out. <laughs> Roton's yes, going to um, give his yeah, sure reins to Gruber. <laughs> oh, that's good thinking, sir. Yes, don't want to ride Concord through an invisible tower. Oh, no, sir. I'll just stay here and we'll feed him some oats. Yes, yes, do that. Will you be all right? Oh, I think so, sir. Good, or, good. Are you taking Trevor, sir? I have no idea. Grouper looks over at Trevor and Selway. Selway looks at Trevor with a kind of nervous look. Trevor shrugs. You guys coming or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming! Rotan storms off. Trevor, this would be dangerous. Oh, okay. Should, do you want Do you want me to stay stay here, Silway? Uh, uh, Mara, no, wait. I was right, Silway. You You can come, but just be very careful, okay? This isn't nightfall. Oh, oh, okay. Um, okay. And he walks up, uh, and kind of walks behind you. Um, okay, I'm ready. Is Trevor wearing a red shirt by any chance? <laughs> no. Okay, good. His shirt is blue to be, uh... Okay, then Silway heads off with the others. Mugby struggles to keep up with you. You see, he's not moving very well. And you are all moving much faster, especially Mist and Rotan. Rotan's got his hammers out, ready for an adventure. Yeah, Mist is just hiking with his, uh... With his quarterstaff, which is totally a thing that he's had this entire time, regardless of whether or not I actually remember to use it. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of season two. Yes, we're still doing this. Uh, we hope you are enjoying the continuing adventures of this random group of idiots. As much as we are enjoying playing it, if you are enjoying listening to us, please remember to go to Apple or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Like us uh, on Facebook. Throw stars at us. The more the better. Um, commensurate with your enjoyment of the show. It helps 
us find uh, a bigger audience, helps more people find the podcast. It lets us know how we're doing, and uh, we generally just kind of appreciate the warm fuzzies. So several people have been letting us know how much they like us, and for that, I'll turn it over to Diana. I hope you all enjoyed that open to Season 2. Hopefully it wasn't too confusing or surprising or weird for you. I promise it will be explained just between you and me. Nobody else on this podcast knows what it is about either. We have theories. We want to hear your theories too. Speaking of that, we have opened up our Discord. So if you'd like to come uh, chat with us, give us a chance to get to know you. We talk not only the podcast, but all sorts of other nerd stuff. If you want to hear us crap on Star Wars, that's the place to do it. Not only Rise of Skywalker. Not Yeah, not all Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> oh, we haven't even gotten into episode two. I'd like to take this moment, moment to uh, plug Ken Burns' The National Park series, which is <laughs> excellent. Anyway, <laughs> that digression aside... I wanted to thank uh, the voice actors from last week's episode. Uh, uh, Rachel Ray Shannon and Matt Sergis, uh, they were wonderful. The three of us also worked on an episode of Four Orbs titled The Fall of Laron. It is excellent. It is a 20-minute dramatic short. I'm pretty proud of it. It turned out very well. And I hope to have them back on this podcast soon. And uh, so with that, let me pass the baton over to Ames, who has some special thanks and news about our Patreon. Uh, yeah, I want to say hi and thank you to uh, my brothers, John and Brandon, who are uh, on Patreon and hopefully also listening. Hey, guys. And speaking of Patreon, we also have new content up there, which is Rotan's Backstory. It's a two-part episode where young Rotan learns the dangers of hero worship. And we get to meet his, uh, his older sister, who is special in many ways. It is a very funny episode. It is. There were several parts in the episode where I stopped breathing because I was laughing too hard. And it was amazing. Sounds dangerous. Maybe bring an inhaler or something. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. And there's a non-zero chance that uh, one of those characters could be returning. We shall see. I hope so. Non-zero. Non-zero chance. Oh, uh, and one last thing. This past weekend was Dralicon Online. I hope I'm saying that right because I've only ever seen it written. But I had the good uh, fortune and honor of moderating a panel on world building. And I, the panel was filled with some excellent creators from podcasts and the tabletop role-playing game world. Uh, we got into all sorts of issues uh, facing the community and how to be diverse, and it was really an excellent conversation, especially uh, for the times that we find ourselves in. So if you'd like to check that out, it is up on YouTube. Uh, go to the Nerd Asylum YouTube page, and the name of the panel is World Building and You. And it's only an hour, so, you know, put it on while you're folding laundry or playing World of Warcraft. Speaking of which, I have a bone to pick about World of Warcraft developers and their hidden quests that have rare drops. Like, I mean, why make me jump over a bunch of hurdles and then wait for a boss that I can only kill once a day who has a rare drop? Where's the logic in that? 
I'm still waiting for my freaking mail muncher. I've done those horrific visions so many freaking times. It's like, I, it's not even a challenge now. Where's my freaking mail muncher? <laughs> I got down the stupid road of trying to get battle pets. I, well, I don't know what I was thinking. I hit level 50 last weekend. 50, all right, all right. 50, Almost. I hit level 50. I feel like I'm a pro now. I have no idea what's going on right now, but the second episode of Ken Burns' The Amer Na the National Park <laughs> series is 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 my favorite uh, so far. It's really Which park good. is it? Uh, mostly uh, Yellowstone and how Theodore Roosevelt uh, helped to protect Yellowstone because he was worried that he wouldn't get to hunt things if everything was dead. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Sustainable hunting is, like, a thing. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 very weird compared to like how we perceive the parks now, but uh but yeah. How long is this mid-roll? <laughs> eh, you probably got enough to edit down. So uh I am very interested to watch this uh Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> and with that, back to our fantasy adventure with dragons and magic. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> back back to that. These dice aren't gonna roll themselves. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll get back to the show. Where are my dice? You're walking towards the clearing, and as you get to within about 100 feet of the clearing, all of a sudden the tower seemingly pops into existence out of nowhere. It is about 60 feet tall and 30 feet wide, the topmost section of the tower appears to be simple brickwork, with the lower portion partially hidden behind large stones, as if the tower has pushed itself up through the earth. A short path winds through the upheaved earth to a plain wooden door. Wow, that is impressive. I told you there was a tower. Try hiding that up your sleeve. Yes, oh. no need to take it on faith anymore. We've seen it, we know it's here. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> and Silway starts heading towards it. Uh, yeah, Rotund will head towards it as well. Is there an entrance? Mugby waddles up to the door. He places the head of his walking stick against the door, and you hear him mutter a incantation. There is suddenly a brilliant flash, followed by a click. The door swings inward to reveal a room more than twice the size of the tower, which appears to encompass it. An atrium of aged stone lit by great burning torches which hang from the walls. Directly opposite the entrance, in the center of the floor, sits a purple crystal, about the size of a man, held upright in a silver frame. Once the door closes, a light shines from its center and flashes upward, taking on the wizened face of an old human man. A permanent scowl twists what little of his face is visible beneath the bushy beard and thick, dangling eyebrows. The image begins to speak, and a rasping voice echoes around the chamber. Mugby, I know that's you, you conniving little sneak. Unless, of course, you've paid some dim-witted adventurers to do your dirty work for you. Yes, that's more your speed, isn't it? Well, I know why you're here. I'm sure my slippers are barely cold, but you've come for my research. A lifetime of my work, my work. Well, you can have it, if you can get it. Good luck, you little wretch. Or the image cackles madly before cutting off and vanishing back into the crystal. Well, good luck. And Mugby turns around and walks back down the hill. 
just to describe the room you see before you. The ground floor of the tower is circular, about 200 feet across, and made of old warden flagstones. It obviously seems much bigger on the inside than the outside. 20 feet to either side of the entrance are great staircases, which follow the walls around the periphery of the room, and meet at a point hidden behind the wall opposite, some 100 feet above you. And the crystal is in the center of the room. Are we still doing this? I mean... Squid monster, I think we're going to need every advantage we can get to eventually kill that thing. So, uh, who knows? Maybe there's an awesome deep fryer in here and we can have calamari when this is all over. So, just to be clear, we are doing this to benefit ourselves, not to help Mugby. I'm doing it because there's a big mysterious tower that somebody told me I can't go in. Well, we're already here. Might as well explore. I'd say he challenged us to try and find the research. I do not like to back down from a challenge. I am not fond of uh, how Mugby appears to have misled us either. And clearly this man does not want his research to be found by Mugby. Well, perhaps we should evaluate as we go. Mist, you can comprehend languages, right? We'll read the research first, and then see if it's worth handing over. We gotta get to it first. Fair point. Yes, very good point. Roton uh, is going to walk up to the crystal. Okay, you walk up to the crystal. It's a very large, very lovely crystal. He taps on it. Hello? It makes a pleasant chime as you do so, but nothing further happens. Mr. Creel? It remains silent. Does this do caller ID? Well, I guess there's nothing for it but to, uh, but to press on. We should be mindful of traps. Don't worry. I'm always looking out for traps. Magical? Well. Give me a minute, or ten. And I'm going to go ahead and cast Detect Magic so that I can get a read on this room and make sure that besides the crystal, there's no, like, magical step here and explode nonsense going on. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I don't want to cast that. You spend ten minutes, and you cast it, and literally everything in this place glows. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Stairs? Stairs, walls, paintings, torches, everything. What kind of magic is coming off of all this stuff? Conjuration is the spell, is the school. I have a, I have a suspicion, um, but I want to do an arcana, t- yeah, to try and get a sense of, like, is this all... Because I, I think the magic is fundamental to the construction, rather than, like, there's literally everything booby-trapped. Um... Okay, we're going to start using a different D20 from now on, because that was a big old one. You're not sure. You've never seen anything like this before. This is magic way beyond your experience. They should have sent a poet. (laughs) Mist, what's going on? Everything is glowing. This must be what it's like to be a gnome. That sounds dangerous. Uh, uh, You see Trevor pulls out his little club and he starts looking from side to side like, ready for something to attack him. It's conjuration, not evocation, so it's not going to explode on us. It just means it's been, you know, made. So, you're right. Nothing bad has ever been conjured before. What is it made out of? I don't know, man. (laughs) Dude, this whole place. You you know the meme with, like, um, with, like, the cat with just the huge eyes and the star field in the background, and the cat's just like, ah. That's kind of what I picture Mist to be like right now. So, does this mean we run away screaming or go forward? I think we go on. Definitely not the screaming thing. 
Well, running was one of the more important of those two. Uh, I, I'm with whatever Silva wants to do. Just I, I don't know if I get a vote. Oh, okay. Yeah, just stay in the back. It'll be good. Well, just stay in the back. Okay. Onward. Onward. Oh. First, give me a party order. Roton. I think Silway and Trevor are in the back. Okay, I would think Trevor was last, too. And Silway is on high alert for um, traps and such. As her usual, I'm in a dungeon and it's dangerous. I'm paying close attention mode. You have climbed the stairs and you are waiting outside the door at the top of the stairs. Much like most castles and sci-fi universes everywhere, there are no handrails. So to your left, it is just a sheer drop 100 feet down to the entry chamber. Quite a fall if the tower just... Is that a thing that could happen? I don't know. I don't magic. It uh... just comes naturally. Shall we go through this door? I, I suppose we should. Want to check it for, you know... Rotan tries to open the door while they're wasting time. Rotan, you open the door. It is unlocked. Uh, the other side of the door is a much smaller room. It's about 80 square feet. And it is filled with cabinets and a series of chests that line the walls. Also shelves. There are several suits of armor that are on display. And weapons in various sizes and styles. There is a fancy carpet covering the bulk of the floor. And you see other miscellaneous equipment. Bedrolls, cooking gear, so on and so forth. Silway eyes the suits of armor suspiciously. Are those going to attack us? I'm more worried about those those chests over there. Why? What's wrong with chests? Let's see. Uh, Rotan throws a hammer at one of the <laughs> suits of armor. Okay, roll to see if you hit. That's a, that's a nine. <laughs> okay, you throw the hammer, and it goes sailing across the room. It's kind of an awkward throw since the hammer is so big. And it goes well wide and hits the wall and actually disappears behind the suit of armor. Because the armor's not flush against the wall and then kind of skids to a rest behind it in back of everything. Mm. That didn't work. Hang on. I got an idea. Mist takes his pair of glasses from his pocket, places them on, gives them a little wiggle, and then points <laughs> at one of the chests, uh, points at the nearest chest, and says, Human, go try to open that chest. Why are you so scared of chests? If you worry about them being trapped, I can see if they're trapped. Why do you keep ordering humans around? Not humans, human. It doesn't matter if it's singular or plural. It's still, uh, still rather, rather unfortunate. Oh, wait. Is this your unseen slave? Servant, but yes. Do you pay him? I paid for him. Oh, no, wait. I received him as a, as a reward. <laughs> so, you, so you own him? I own the means to generate him. This sounds terrible. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so much better. <laughs> After a moment, you see the front of one of the chests start to lift. When all of a sudden, the top of it opens fully and reveals a maw of sharp teeth. Holy shit! Ugh. And it looks like it grabs something and is, like, wrestling with it. Oh, well, what is that? That is why I'm afraid of chests. The, the chest is eating your servant? As that happens, you see a suit of armor on either side of the room come to life and turn towards you. Two swords fly off a rack on each side, 
and come hurtling towards you. Everybody roll initiative. Well, fuck. I guess that's why you weren't paying your servant. Eight initiative. That is a natural one. <laughs> Twelve. The swords are going to zoom straight towards Rotan, since you are in front. What's your armor class, Rotan? Seventeen, currently. Okay, so one of them slices at you and catches you across the shoulder for seven points of damage. And missed, you are next. Now, right now, you're all in the doorway, and Rotan is somewhat not blocking your view, but you're but you're all crammed together right in that area. Like, you haven't really gone in the room yet. I'm going to throw a sphere of darkness into the corner of the room to the left and run into it. Okay, describe exactly how you're going to do this. Like, what corner are you running into? To the left corner of the room, Mist points to that corner, and the sphere, the uh, 15-foot radius sphere of darkness kind of swells in that corner, obscuring everything from sight, and then he runs for that the cover of that sphere. Uh, give me a dexterity check to see if you can move past Rotan, since he's blocking your way. Yeah, right. Natty. Okay, so you nimbly slide past Rotan and press yourself against the wall and scurry to the corner, where you cast Darkness and find yourself sitting in a black orb. Oh my, what's that? Is he going to kill us? No, it's going to protect you. Get in here. Ah. Trevor, do not go in this room. Stillway, give me a persuade check. Persuade check? Mist, give me a persuade check. Oh, I see. Can I intimidate instead of persuade? Sure. Nine. Seventeen. Come on, kiddo. He's going in the room. Damn it, Trevor. You with your ten hit points should probably stay somewhere besides the room. You see him much like Mist. Not looking quite as graceful, but pretty close. He slips past Rotan and nimbly dances into the corner. Stay behind me, kid. Oh, okay, Mr. Mist. It's just Mist. Um, should I, like, throw something at them or or just stand here? What do you got to throw? Uh, I have a, a dagger. Can you shoot? Uh, no. Way to summon the useless guy into danger. <laughs> Try it. Take the crossbow off my back. Isn't he completely blind right now? <laughs> he is. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Never mind. Stay in the stay in the darkness. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So he is going to hide in shadows. He's going to stealth. So that is his attack, and now it is Silway. There's a sword next to Rotan. There are two swords next to Rotan. Silway's going to cross blades with those swords, or one of them. Which okay. one's nearest to her? Eighteen. That will hit. Will hit for seventeen damage. Is it? Did I kill it or no? Yes. Yeah, she basically tries to sword fight with it, with a dagger, <laughs> and at some point manages to parry it to one side and then eventually simply slam it down into the ground where it embeds itself in the wooden floor or stone floor or whatever it is. Hits the wooden floor and then the point sticks in and you hit it so hard that it just snaps. Mist, can you see your servants or no? That's a good question. Well, you basically get a sense that it's gone, that whatever that thing was crunched it or grappled it and all of a sudden dis it dissipated it. You see that thing slowly dissolve from a chest shape into sort of an amorphous blob picking up various hues from the floor and the carpet 
and anything it comes near as it slowly makes its way towards you. But it's moving slowly. Oh, this is going to get interesting. Now these suits of armor. Are they wielding anything? Yes, they each have long swords. Mist, even or odd? Uh, even. One of the suits of armor heads towards you, Mist. The other heads towards Rotan. Fun times. What's your armor class, Mist? Uh, so I am in darkness, so it does get disadvantage on hitting me, because I can see it, but inside the sphere, it is pitch black. But my armor class is 16. You see it walks over to you. It looks, it comes directly at you, as if it knows exactly where you're at. And it swings at you twice, but you're easily able to duck and dodge out of the way. Well, that's not very fair. Rotan, the suit of armor swings twice at you and misses both times. Huh. Now it is your attack. I will engage the suit of armor. And I am going to smite. Does a, a 14 total hit. No. And I don't have an offhand weapon, so we'll attack with my... We'll do my second attack. That is another 14. Okay, that misses as well. As a bonus action, I'm going to use my Vow of Enmity against this suit of armor. (laughs) Which does nothing on this turn. Sounds good. So we are now back to the top of the order. The other sword kind of zooms past Rotan and goes after Silway. How dare you kill my sister? It swings and hits you for three points of damage. You leap back out of the way, but you don't leap quite far enough, and it cuts you like a superficial cut right across your ribcage. Silly is intentionally not using her shield spell whenever she gets hit because she is scared of magic at this point. So I'm going to infer that this thing can actually see me. They do not have dark vision, but they have blind fighting, so you don't have advantage. Screw it. We're going to blast this thing at point-blank range. Uh, So I realize that gives me disadvantage on the attack roll, but whatever. So um, I'm going to hit this thing with a couple of Eldritch Blasts. Does a 14 hit? No. Does a 24 hit? All right. So at least one of these gets through. It takes 12 force damage. You dent the breastplate pretty well, but it's still looking pretty solid. That's a problem. So, okay, so Trevor is behind you, and he's feeling a little antsy, and having seen your blast hit him pretty hard, but him still be standing there, he's going to... Trevor see anything at all? No. No. Okay. So I guess he doesn't see, but he hears it, and he kind of panics, so he's going to swing wildly at it. You put Trevor in so much danger. (laughs) I didn't know these things could see through darkness. (laughs) It wasn't intentional, but in retrospect. <laughs> Amazingly, Trevor hits in his panicked fighting. I have to bring up Trevor's character sheet because I forget what his um, strength bonus is. Glad we got I don't think armor. it's good. But the armor that he got is additional one to his AC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he went from 10 for unarmored to 11 with leather armor. <laughs> Silly didn't even spring for studded. Trevor's got a very good dex bonus. So... That's true. He's got dex. All right. Trevor, Trevor's stats are pretty good, actually. Pretty, he's he's more dexterous than me, as I recall. He's got really good stats, but I don't think strength was one of them. And he's fighting with a club? He's fighting with a club. Trevor, I gave you a dagger. <laughs> he gets plus one, so how's that? He could have plus four. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor is just swinging wildly, and Mist, you see him connect in the thing's arm, and it 
like breaks a piece off of one of the pauldrons. Damn, kid. Uh, did I do good? You did. You did great. Oh, okay. So wait, it is your turn, and you have a sword right in front of you, between you and everybody else. The thing that just cut me is going down. Yeah, 24. That will hit. That's for 16 damage. So you hit it really hard, and the thing looks like it's kind of wobbling in the air. Okay, we'll do a second attack then. Natural 20. You take it down. I think she uh, gets a good parry, which damages it, and then nimbly ducks to side, grabs it by its floating hilt, and then flings it into the nearest wall. Sounds cool. Where it, where it clatters to the ground. Excellent. And then what's... What's still standing? Two suits of armor and the blob thing. Um, is, what's not in darkness? Nothing's in darkness besides mist. But you're down the hall and you have Rotom between you and everything else. Her intention is to go uh, intercept the blob before it gets into the darkness sphere. So you're going to have to move past Rotom. Is How hard is that to do? Make a dex check. 16. You slip through Rotom. Okay, then she can move up to 30 feet, and she will go try to get it within melee range of the blob. As you slip past Rotan and move to intercept the blob, all of a sudden the rug beneath your feet Uh. raises up from the corners and wraps itself around you. Uh, Excellent. Am I entangled, or what does this mean? You are grappled. Grappled. And you're wrapped up in the rug, and you are having trouble breathing. And Trevor would be freaking out, but he can't see anything. See, I'm doing him a favor. Oh. This is for your own protection, kid. Just close your eyes. I'm so thoughtful. <laughs> stab wildly. <laughs> just like Silway. Um, she has precise stabs. Just not accurate. She killed us. She just killed two swords. The blob thing slides past Silway, sensing somehow that she's no longer a threat, and heads towards Rotan. Cool. You see a blob-shaped fist or club rise up and swing at him and connect for nine points of damage. Oof, that used to hurt a lot more. Suit of armor first is attacking Mist and misses twice. And then the one in front of Rotan hits. Ooh, crits on the other side. It swings with its sword and connects for seven points of damage. And then it tries to bring it back for another swing at you. But as it swings, it swings wildly. The sword hits the wall and breaks. Oh, nice. Seeing that, I want to attack the blob monster. Does a 20 hit the blob monster? That is... (laughs) Jeez. 12 damage. Okay. And then um, I attack with my offhand. No, I don't, because I don't have a hammer. That's disappointing. I suppose I could punch it, but I, I don't think Rotan would do that. Uh, that is a 14 against the... Uh, that will hit. Let's, uh, let's smite again. Uh, that is 14 damage. You hit it soundly twice. I mean, it hurts it, but it's... Still looks plenty strong. So just for reference real quick, I, I know this from researching Violet. You cannot punch as an offhand attack. It's not a thing. Dang. Unless you're a monk. Okay. Monks can do it, yes. But Thank you for looking it up. So at this point, Mist with this suit of armor in his face, 
He's not so much throwing Eldritch Blasts as he is just kind of punching with them. His fists are kind of glowing green with the, the energy from uh, from this magic. And uh, he's he's kind of casting it by, by, by swinging at this thing, which he's not really good at, hence the disadvantage. First shot, does a 15 hit? No. Second shot, uh, well, then a two does, or a 10 doesn't hit. Uh, so those, unfortunately, aren't going to connect this time. Having succeeded the first time, Trevor is going to swing wildly again. Jesus Christ, he hit again. <laughs> he's, our, he's our best fighter. He just cannot get hit or die. Glass cannon. And he does five points of damage to it. Oh, I think I hit something. <laughs> Keep it up, kid. Now, Silway, you are grappled. What she'll do, she has her daggers in her hand when this happens. I think she's just trying to stab and slice at the rug. Silway, you cannot attack. You are restrained. Not just grappled, but you're restrained and blinded and suffocating. So really, the only action you can do right now is try to break free. You can't attack when restrained? Uh, I don't know. Let us check. I'll I'll double check. Um, uh, Disadvantage. Okay, so you have disadvantage. Try making a bite attack. (laughs) 17 on roll one, disadvantage. Uh, Oh, even better. 18 on that second roll, so... Or 18 plus four. So yeah, 17 would be a disadvantage attack. Okay, you hit it. Is it within five feet of Rotom? Yes. Oh, this is a very tight space. Oh, thank God. I rolled a one on my regular dice and an 11 on my sneak attack dice. 16 damage to the rug. Oh, the rug never saw it coming. This is how rogues work. They're terrible at damage unless they can sneak attack. It's great. You should hang around Rotom more often. You slice at it, but it still has you restrained. Offhand attack, then. Just in case. Okay. 15. That will hit. One damage. And now the blob is going to swing at Rotan. Oh, bring it on. It swings wildly and misses you. Now it is the armor's attack. It's going to swing at Mist. It hits you once, Mist, for three points of damage. And then the other one on Rotan, and it is swinging with its fists at you. It misses both times. Not proficient in fists, I see. Silway, you feel the rug constricting and you take 12 points of damage as things are getting tighter and you're having a harder time breathing. She is desperately slashing and making muffled noises of exasperation. I'm going to make a quick arcana check, see if I get a sense of how this thing would fare against necrotic damage. Uh, The armor? Okay, roll. 18. You think necrotic damage would affect it. Great. Ding dong. Make a wisdom save. It misses its save. Good. Enjoy four necrotic damage. The armor is looking very dented, and when you told the dead, the helmet crunches inwards some, but it's still on its feet. It's still animated. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. What's y'all's problems? I just dispatched two swords. No issue. Yeah, how's your blob going? (laughs) Yeah, I see you're currently being smothered by a rug. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor's going to swing wildly at the... again. Aim for the crunching sound! Oh, he misses this time. He would have hit if it wasn't for the darkness, but he swings and misses. Silway, it is your turn. I'm going to continue the disadvantaged attacks. 19 or 20. (laughs) Natural 20? Natural 20 and a 19, so disadvantage, it's only a 26. Okay, you hit... 12 damage. You feel its grip lessen slightly, 
but it's still wrapped around you <laughs> and still squeezing pretty hard. More slashing with the offhand. Ro- Roton looks over and there's just like this knife sticking, like <laughs> punching out from the rug <laughs> periodically. 11 attack of a disadvantage attack. That will miss. You can't quite get the other dagger around. Yep, all you can see is daggers poking out and trying to slash through this rug periodically along with... The blob thing is going to attack Roton again. And the blob thing smacks you in the side of the head for 10 points of damage. Oh! Now the armor. First to mist. Hit something useful, why don't you? Uh, one of them One of them hits you. God damn it, Roton. <laughs> for 7 points of damage. Ow! And then the one swinging at Rotan hits with one, doing seven points of damage. The Mimic hits you in one side of the head, and then the suit of armor (laughs) hits you in the other side of the head. And then then his head shakes back and forth like a little... Try this on for size. (laughs) That's a natty one. (laughs) Rotan swings at the Mimic, and misses and hits the floor because he's slightly dizzy and a little off balance the reverberation forces him to drop the hammer oh man it's right at your feet but you're gonna have to pick it up can i use my second attack to pick it up should i use my second attack to pick it up probably Okay. Just go unarmed fighting. It's fine. <laughs> I'm kind of like <laughs> want to just brawl with a blob in a suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> These things keep punching me. It hardly seems fair that I'm using a hammer. No, I'll grab the hammer. So wait, you feel the rug grip you even tighter still. You're starting to get a little lightheaded from the lack of oxygen. You take another 10 points of damage. This is not as effective as I thought it was. So I'm going to cast Hex, which will drop the darkness. And now I will go ahead and try a little Eldritch Blasting against it. Does an 18 hit? So it's going to take uh, 13 force and 3 necrotic damage. You drop it. So describe how you do that. Mist finally loses, has had enough. He crosses his wrists like an X above his head. The... Darkness drops, his fists are just glowing with this eldritch energy, and he brings them both down on top of this uh, suit of armor in a good old Kirk-style hammer punch, and drives the helmet down into the into the breastplate and collapses the whole set to the floor. And then says something cool like, Eat my ass! <laughs> or that. <laughs> Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> I like how Mist was holding back before. Now he's like, all right, I'm done playing. <laughs> As the darkness falls away, Trevor sees Silway wrapped up in the rug. All thoughts of anything else leave his mind. And he leaps over the mimic on the ground and attacks the rug. Uh, I can picture him, like, clubbing at me wrapped in a rug. <laughs> he hits. <laughs> just beating the rug <laughs> how does he hurt the rug without hurting me well that's he... the thing he doesn't so Silway you yeah. take two points of damage Damn it. the rug also takes damage but when he hits it the rug loosens its grip it feels like it's barely hanging on by a thread one might say <laughs> 
Yes, yes. A more clever DM would have come up with that. Oh, that's... Don't say that. <laughs> so, uh, Silway, it is your... Okay, continuing the assault. Oh, jeez. Uh, two plus seven is nine. Not gonna do um, it. Alright, off hand attack. the rug. <laughs> I somehow failed to stab the thing that's wrapping me up. Sixteen. That will hit it. Oh, thank god. Okay. Sneak attack, because Trevor's nearby. Thanks, Trevor, you're helpful. Three, three, six damage. Trevor sees from the outside. You plunge both your knives into the rug, sort of like in an X pattern, and then you just throw your arms open and rip the rug in two. It falls to the ground. You are free. (gasps) And looks around to see what the hell else is going on. Okay, so now the Mimic has a bunch of targets to choose from. But it could just keep punching me. (laughs) It is. It's still going after Roton. I mean, yeah. I assume the dice would do that. Uh, It swings and misses at you, Roton. So, and now you just have the one suit of armor that is on you. Probably because I ducked down to, like, (laughs) pick up your hammer. hammer. Yeah, Yeah, so it swings over (laughs) your head. And the other suit of armor connects twice. You bend over to pick up your hammer and it gives you an uppercut and then a left hook. You take nine points of damage. Okay, okay. We're still good, folks. We're good. Now it's Rotan's attack. Rotan's Rotan's gonna attack the Mimic. Uh, That is a natty 20. Ooh. 19 damage. Ooh, you hit it good. Uh, it's It's still up. But, no! <laughs> it's massive. But you no. hit it, I mean, you hit it hard. You hit it You hit it so hard, you end up, like, squishing the whole middle of it down till it, like, hits the floor. Huh. Mimic this! I'm going to use my bonus action to shift my hex to the Mimic. Let's give it a disadvantage on strength checks. And then I'm going to give it the old double guns with Eldritch Blast. Does a 17 hit it? Yes. Okay. Uh, so it is going to take 22 force damage and 4 necrotic damage. You kill it, so go ahead. Mist says, don't bite the hand that feeds me, and <laughs> mocks like he has a pair of uh, hand crossbows and pop, pop, and sets this thing on fire with ghostly green energy, and it just kind of sizzles as it dies. Cool, very cool. So only one suit of armor is left. And it is facing Rotan, emboldened by his success. Trevor is going to attack it, and he hits it. You hear a loud gonging sound as Trevor hits it in the back of the head. So, Silway, it is your attack. Uh, From her seated position, she will fling a dagger at the suit of armor. 10 plus 17. Uh, That misses. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, offhand dagger. Yes, 25. That will hit. Eight damage. You fling a dagger at it, and it pierces it and sticks in the backplate of the armor. It is the armor's attack. It is going to swing at Rotan, its favorite punching bag, literally. Of course. And it misses on both attacks. Oh, thank goodness. Man, it would suck if I died in this encounter. (laughs) (laughs) Go on without me! (laughs) At least he would have been killed by a rug. <laughs> yeah, what what a... W- <laughs> yeah, wouldn't want that on your tombstone. 
that. Is this a good-looking suit of armor? Not really anymore. Okay, I'm gonna hit it. But there may be some other armor in here, because there's a lot, there's other suits of armor along the walls. Would it being good-looking change your action? It might have, yeah, but <laughs> doesn't matter now. Uh, does a 23 hit? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna smite one more time. Uh, so that is. 16 damage. You drop it. So tell me how you do it. Rotan swings his hammer like a like a baseball bat and just uh just takes the head off like it's a golf ball on a tee and and it like goes up, hits the ceiling, hits a wall and then clangs to the ground. And the suit just sort of collapses. Yay! We did it. Oh, I- I'm sorry. Do we not celebrate? Oh! <laughs> Sibley flops over backwards on the ground, still seeing spots and breathing heavily. Oh! Everyone's still twitching? That was a lot of punching. I, th- I think I'm gonna go over here and, and uh, heal myself. <laughs> I just want to say, welcome to a real dungeon at level 6, y'all. <laughs> Did Rotan pick the right mountain range? Will Trevor survive his first dungeon crawl? What horror lies at the end? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. If you're interested, make a Podchaser account, and then you can make a creator account and actually credit yourself on the podcast. I tried to make an account, and Podchaser thinks I'm a robot, so it won't let me. Well, you know, maybe you are, and you just don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm a robot, but then... That's what a robot would I say. I wouldn't, would I? You're acing your Turing test. <laughs> I'm, now I'm thinking of Westworld. <laughs> The day we first met, there was a sorceress, sorceress that we fought. Yeah, when that awesome bird guy was with you. Oh, right. Yes, I wonder what he's up to these days. <laughs> Cut to Shing just stabbing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> in, an, in an alleyway, like two streets down. <laughs> I have to ask, Adam, did you leave that bit in there in your dissertation about how, well, you know... We can only collect so much data and then take the rest of it on pay. <laughs> did, oh, did I? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm just, thinking, I'm just like... I, I left a bit about healing crystals in my dissertation. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. In my acknowledgments, I, I'm like, according to healingcrystals.com, Dolomite does, and then I list a whole list of things. Like, it prevents insomnia and like relieve stress and uh like <laughs> and like does does a whole list of things and i'm like and based on my work on dolomite for the last six years it does none of these things. <laughs> 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 yeah that's uh that's the first page of my dissertation i'm pretty happy about that